welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. For more information and to listen to previous episodes, please visit www.creativecitypodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter for the latest updates and be sure to listen, rate, and review on iTunes. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Creative City Podcast. This is episode number 30, if you can believe it, and the final episode of season three. I'm Tamia Stinson of thestylesample.com, and today, as a grand finale, (laughs) I have in the studio with me Janet Hill, who does all sorts of things, quite frankly, but she is a project manager, an event planner, location manager for movie. We'll get into all that in a second. Hey there, Janet. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for coming down. No problem. Love to be here. Good. Um, so before we get into all the all the fun and interesting things that you do, I just want, because I don't know that I, I don't know that we've talked about this before, but I'm just curious about how you got into doing all these things, because <laughs> I love project management, and uh-huh. I know where my interest comes sure. from. Where did your interest come from? Oh, I guess... Um, I, I just kind of fell into a number of things in a row that led to project management. And I think, strangely enough, it started being a Girl Scout. What? The, yes. <laughs> uh, Are you like troop leader or something? I was a Girl Scout all the way through college. And huh. because of that, had a lot of experience organizing things. And one of the groups we uh. had was a 15-county group that I was a vice president of. So we were always organizing things. So that became kind of part of what I did. So there was like a thought. council of Girl Scout troops? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm rem- reminding myself of Troop Beverly Hills, but that's a totally different. <laughs> okay. A little different. Uh-huh. But I think that started me, and I started doing a little bit of event kind of things part of, as that, not really thinking about it, because I don't think people thought about events as a career at the time. Right. So it wasn't until I got out of school, and I worked my way through school as a food service manager and catering manager, so did anything from football games to the Down Under Coffee House to crazy stuff like that. Was this like freelance stuff or were you working for a company? Working for Saga and ARA Food Services at the Florida State. Okay. And from doing those things, I became interested in marketing. And even though I had a degree in criminology and psychology, I thought, <laughs> I-, I think I want to try some of this marketing stuff. <laughs> yeah, they don't, are they related at all? They don't, um, I don't it's come in handy. It has. The psychology and knowing something about criminology and how to organize has fit in to the bigger events where I worked with police and fire and things like that. Okay. Otherwise, when you said police and fire, otherwise I was going to be really worried (laughs) about what kind of people you're encountering. Yeah. But it's been great. You know, I mean, working in the city, I was fortunate enough, the first thing I did after leaving Kenner Toys, which was a crazy kind of job working in that kind of field, learned a lot about the whole production and manufacturing and got promoted up into marketing and advertising, did the showrooms in New York and started to get a feel for event things. And then when I got promoted up into assistant product manager, half my day was so much fun I could hardly stand it, working with designers and things. The other half was too much paperwork for me. (laughs) I'm curious about the fun part. The fun part was awesome, Um, especially with Play-Doh, for instance. I was uh, was the assistant manager on Play-Doh for a while, and Dr. Lee, the original founder of Play-Doh, was there, and he was always experimenting in his lab, coming up with new ideas for what to do with Play-Doh. Like new formulas? 
new stuff. formula of sparkling Play-Doh and things I like that. I remember the sparkling Play-Doh. I'm pretty right. sure I tried to eat some at one point. Yeah, just make you sick. Yeah, it's it did. Nothing to, nothing to hurry. It was salty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is one day I went down there. We had just gotten the Ghostbusters license at Kenner. And I was down there talking to Dr. Lee. He says, oh, I have something wonderful to show you. And he says, I have glow-in-the-dark Play-Doh. And I said, give it to me. Yes. <laughs> and ran up to my designers and said, what do you think? And they were like, yeah, we can make the Ghostbuster playset. So those are the kind of things that were a lot of fun and, oh. and really had a good time doing that. Um, once a week, we had a meeting where we had outside designers come in with ideas or inside. We'd pitch on Monday. So this was the fun meeting on yeah. Monday afternoons. By Friday, we had to come back to the group and say, it's going to cost us this much, and what are our recommendations? Oh. One of the most fun things. Yeah, that does sound yeah. like fun, actually, the yeah. planning and organizing part behind it. Right. You know, and, um, it's like the other side to the creative. Yeah, uh-huh. and the creative people were so amazing. And even to this day, the fun thing was the artwork said the mural um, a month I or so ago. I love that mural so much. It is gorgeous. Yes. And it reminds me of all the fun that we had there and got to see a lot of the people that I worked with, which was always the best part. I just saw a sign when I was driving the other day. Somebody is reaching out to people who used to work for Kenner and trying to find... I don't, I'm assuming memorabilia and toys and sketches and other things like that. Like it was one of those signs yeah. by the side of the highway. Oh, really? Yeah, so apparently that stuff is in demand. Well, it's funny. They used to call me every once in a while and say, do you have this? Do you have that? You know, I'd say, well, I have a little of this. Or I'd tell them about somebody I knew that had something. I, I have very little now except I kept a lot of the ad slicks and interesting things that I worked on when I was in the advertising department. Yeah. So I have a lot of the strawberry shortcake and Star Wars and silly stuff like that. I would love to see that strawberry shortcake Absolutely. stuff because strawberry was my homie back in the day. <laughs> I had I had the curtains, I had the bedspread, I had a sleeping bag, I had the big toy that was shaped like a strawberry that oh, they yeah. all lived in. Yeah, yeah. That was my jam. Haha, <laughs> strawberry jam. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get a chance for see that. Okay, cool. And then from there, you just kind of kept going with that type of work? Well, it, I got to the point with Kenner when I was really getting to the point where, like I said, I said, I, I don't know if this fits me anymore hmm. because I really enjoyed actually seeing something happen. And sometimes when you're in marketing, you're really pushing to create that toy or that thing, and then all of a sudden, the last minute, there's a pivot. All of a sudden, oh. the marketplace isn't going to, you know, you're going to have to move, and now you've done all this work. And I was like, oh, I really want to see things happen. And, and part of the job I also worked with with, with a company in town uh, called Encore Productions. And some of those people have now gone on to Prestige AV, okay. really creative people. And they said, you know, this bicentennial thing's coming up, and they're going to do all these big events. We think you'd be great at those kind of events. So I took their lead. I took an interview and in one day had quit and wow. said— I'm ready to move on and do this. So I started in the event business, opening up Sawyer Point Park. We did wait major, opening it up. Yeah, the staff. We that park was created that year, completely built. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and then we had the whole staff, amazing staff here locally that got together and worked very closely with all the city people and opened that park during 1988. Uh, the end of 1987, we did celebrate Cincinnati. It was a big countdown event. It was a New Year's Eve event, like 35,000 people or something in downtown. And then there was a parade that we did that was broadcast um, it regionally around mm-hmm. this area on Channel 12. Um, that lasted about three and a half hours. I'll never forget a that. A parade that lasted oh, yeah. three and a half oh, hours? Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. Right. It was, well, it was 200 years on parade. <laughs> That's a lot of years. Yeah. I guess that could take a while. So yeah. it was a lot of community groups involved and, all, you know, big floats that we had to, to be the parts of the major parts of history that had happened in Cincinnati. 
And uh, it was just something else, and it's certainly a way to launch a career in the business. Yeah, no learned kidding. A That's lot. a big one. Yeah, learned a lot really quickly. Okay. <laughs> And I'm curious about all of the logistics that go into something like that because, again, I, I enjoy project management, but it's always been on, like, a smaller scale. Uh-huh. And I've done a couple of video shoots lately, and even these were even small, small right. videos. So I And I see how much detail and planning and got drawings and pictures and lists and maps and everything goes into <laughs> just something sure. that's going to be, what, like a 30-second short? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. How how does one keep up with all the moving parts? Is that just the magic of your brain? I you know, I think it's um it's seeing patterns and also seeing the way things come together. I mean, on my business card, it says finding the path to get things done. Which I think perfectly encapsulates, yeah. encapsulates what you do. Right. And I think that it, that I had that talent to be able to, to see that and to also see collaborative ways to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And that's where I love it. I'm not a competitive person. I'm Me really, either. Yeah. I really love, you know, how many cool people Let's can we get together? bring everybody in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. How many great brains can we get together? And how much creativity can we come up? And so going from toys into the creative business, into events has been awesome because it just keeps bringing that together. And some of the projects I've done, like for artworks, I did um, the fun one, you know. The I, 21 you, Candles. It just that looked did. like a huge fun Yeah, working with the staff there and a volunteer committee that was amazing. And uh, Pam Kravitz uh-huh. and Jim Stapleton, who was our architect that helped us out in Messer Construction. I don't want to forget anybody, but there were a lot of great people helping. I'm curious, just approximately how many people were involved with the production of that particular event? Oh, um, I'm trying to, to can get a feel. We had some wonderful dancers. Just like injured. Oh, I saw. From Dance uh-huh. Fix. And we had some painted bodies and some amazing, you know, Pam Kravitz marshaled her creative crew. And, and so we had, I don't even know. I mean, uh, there must have been a hundred, I'd say, between dancers, entertainers, people like that were involved in that. And then the, the staff at Artworks, each one of them had a piece of the event okay. that they took on, you know, part of putting up the artwork for the secrets was for some one person, you know, and another person took care of food. So they've got this amazing staff that works just like, oh, they're great. They know machine. how to grind it out. Yeah, yeah, they're a great organization. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, my focus was major was working with Pam and with Jim on the logistics and entertainment and pulling all those pieces together. So it was kind of a moving target as we shifted ideas, too. Right, because you still have to you have to plan all that around all of the other things that are happening, Absolutely. which means bringing all those other people into the fold right. at some point, yep. usually. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, we had some, you know, a last-minute idea to do these beautiful balloon clouds. But oh, then yeah. those were, you know, how do we light those? Uh, you know, the building, is it? can we use that? The heating elements at the same time. And mm. and uh, my friend and I just kept going, it's going to be 65 degrees. It's going to be 65 <laughs> degrees. Um, and that day ended up being 76 during the day. Yeah. And so I, I took a big leap and said, we're going to make this patio outside much bigger than we thought. Because people will want to be outside. Yeah, we knew Uh that. So we pushed it out bigger. Um, We had the wonderful guys from Stella Artis that had their Airstream trailer with beer, so they helped create the patio outside for us. And then we had, you know, we were able to open up the doors to the hangar to open it up. So when you came through the patio, it's like, wow, you can see (laughs) into this window, into the event, which was a total different 
effect than we f- originally thought, but right. the weather allowed us to change things. Yeah, but you would only know that, what, like a week ahead of time? Yeah, we were, yeah a couple of days out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had to make a decision, I thought, because we could use the heat to warm up the floor and then turn it off because it's, it's because of the different kind of heat it was. Okay. And so we're like, okay, this is perfect. I mean, this is beautiful. We're going to have this amazing weather. And it's funny, I mean, it, at 11.30 when it ended, I looked at my friend Catherine and I said, look, it says 65 on my app. Within 15 minutes, we had a sideways wind with rain coming at us outside. Oh, that's Cincinnati for you. <laughs> it's Cincinnati for you, Good yeah. Lord. So you never know. I mean, as an event person doing things outside, sometimes it can be the most beautiful weather and have the most gorgeous event. Sometimes you have to go with the flow and just figure it out. So are you a think on your feet type of person? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the most fun to me. I mean, I love thinking about the vision and coming up with the ideas and doing that, but then when you when I get to that last event, that last week and I can throw all the crap out in my notebook and say we're not <laughs> doing that anymore, we're doing this. It's great because then you've got a very clear vision of what you're doing and how you can react to it. So I love that part. (laughs) And plus you get to see the fantastic results because I was looking at the pictures you sent and they look super fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that's really great. I mean, I think over the years I I got better at actually being able to stop during an event and see it. Oh. You know, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, because. Usually you're in the midst of it and it's. You are. And it's. You can't see. Yeah. it's, it's, It's been fun to get better at that, to be able to stop and go. Look at this. Look at what we've put together here. This is amazing. When, you know, when I was first doing this, I was just grinding it out so hard, it was seeing the pictures later. Mm-hmm. Oh, that did work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I, I love that part of the event. Yeah, yeah, you can enjoy it a little bit in the moment. Yeah, That's exactly. always a plus. And you've done, you've done movie projects. Well, this one was fun. Actually, I worked with um, the Film Commission. Yes. Gosh, it was 2000, I believe it was when the boy band 98 Degrees was in town, and they were going to do a Disney special. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and I um, got a recommendation from the city to work with them to help them kind of manage on the ground to assist with various things because we're going to have 8,000 little girls, we thought, showing up for this. Right. So it ended up being quite a project, and um, once again, Cincinnati weather caused us to do the event twice. Um, This was the opposite situation, (laughs) though, right? Right. Exactly. It was supposed to be nice, and it was not. But it was a great um, opportunity, and then um, last fall, I was um, a year ago, I had a chance to work on the movie Marauders, the Bruce, the Bruce Willis, Willis one, movie, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And really cool to get to be involved with a movie that has so many beautiful visual references to Cincinnati in it. Now, what kind of visual references do? What do you mean? Like these were things that were planned ahead of time? Or? Well, when you know when a location, uh, when location managers come into town, like Nick DeRue came in and he was working on this one, he was looking for all these wonderful sites in Cincinnati to use, and had a lot of help from Cincinnati's Film Commission, and um, they just found some of our best jewels to use. Okay. So when you should see the movie, even if you're not a Bruce Willis fan, I, I promise you, if you're a Cincinnatian, you will love seeing I remember the seeing one of the previews, and I was like, oh, I know where that is. Exactly. Oh, that's, oh I know yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun to understand that business, you know, and, and I know just nothing about the business. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, you know, I knew more about Cincinnati. I think that was more helpful to them. They were teaching me the business. So, okay. I mean, it... 
I was very fortunate to, to have and privileged to be able to be let in to, to learn that. And, and it's a crazy schedule, and it's very hard work, but when you see what goes into it, you can have so much more appreciation also for movies. You know? That's probably true, because I remember running into, accidentally running into one scene that was being filmed on Central Parkway. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking across the street because I was walking to go get something to eat, and it was raining. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, it's not raining right here. Right. And I'm like, maybe 100 yards away, so how is it raining over there? And then I see all these lights and cameras. I'm like, oh, somebody's yeah. filming something. Well, the fun thing, too, was it rained a lot during that time period. And it was only three weeks to shoot. But when it didn't rain, but not when you we had to, to make it. <laughs> so we had, you know, the, the fire, you know, we're pushing everything up there and making rain. And so it was really fun to... Uh, to, to see what they were doing and then see how things turn out with the camera eye and, and to have the fun of being able to walk behind where the director's looking at the scene and see what he's seeing and see how he puts things together. Fascinating, because this particular director, Stephen Miller, comes from an editing background. So it was really cool to see his process in his head. You could almost see him editing Because he's already, in yeah, his head. he's already he doing that. He knew exactly what yeah. he wanted. Yeah, it was a really... You know, to learn from some people that really are very tight sort of producers was really a great experience. What, how many pro, uh, production locations did they have on that one? Oh, my God. I'm curious. I think it was over 30, but I don't okay. remember. All right. But there was only 17 days, so think about that. There were days where we were doing more than 30 one. 30 locations is more than 17 days. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I had to do that math in my head. Right. So there were a couple of days where we were doing more than one location yeah. or a number of locations yeah, in the same sure. day. So literally kind of running down the street to the next one. Um, so, I, so I thought it was a wonderful challenge. I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to learn. You know, so onto the, you know, bucket list check. Because right. I went to school originally as a film major and it just didn't work out. So, oh, okay. How lucky. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. That was like, okay, now I know yeah. what I would have been in for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, onto the next thing. But, you know, always learn something from those things. So, yeah, you've also done. Like construction management. Yeah, that was a really fun project. I got a call from the Contemporary Arts Center, and uh, there were a couple of people had met me in an interview the year before too, and uh, they were trying. The Raffaella had a great vision, evidently since the day she walked into the museum mm, years that ago. That doesn't surprise me. That she wanted to have this cafe and she wanted this lounge, and she she was very clear about this vision, and was trying to handle it with all the other things she was doing. And that gave me the opportunity to be called and said, could you help coordinate this as a project manager with the artists and with the museum and with the architects and the builders and everybody that's going to be involved because we need somebody who's internally kind of watching all the different pieces come together. What an awesome team because not only did you have this amazing staff at the museum, FRCH was doing the design. Okay. You know, the construction companies that went and all the vendors were amazing. And and some of these things were very much custom. So there were, Well, yeah. I mean, that know, entire building is... Yeah, and you look at the light columns that you see now. Mm-hmm. Those were totally custom design. Yeah. And then at one point, you know, we were having issues with them. The construction team said, we're just going to send our electricians over to help you. So they went over to the company that was fabricated, and they together, put their heads together and said, let's figure this out together. There's that collaboration piece again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it was just that kind of project that was 
always coming together. And um, near the end, we had um, Matt Kalarzik was doing these uh, chandeliers that we had. Oh, yeah. So Jim Stapleton from FRCH and I said, hey, we'll be your apprentices. We'll help you bend the metal. We'll do stuff with you at <gasps> night. Yeah. So, was there a fire? No, no fire. Oh, but I okay. mean, you know, but it was a, but the process of being an apprentice to an artist was so much yeah. fun for us. We got such a kick out of it. So, yeah, it was always a little bit more fun. And, and you know, it came right to the finish line uh, with the restaurant and all the coffee making machines that were beautifully handmade, each one of them like a piece of art. Yeah, those are really pretty. I mean, all of that was Raffaello's vision of this is an artistic space, this is the kind Ah, of feel I want for it. So it all needs to be very visually intriguing. Interesting. exactly. I never thought about it that way, but it it totally makes sense. I mean, you're in an art museum, obviously you would want everything to be very aesthetically pleasing and fit Mm -hmm. with the rest of the space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and even the seating came down to you know, there's one area where our development director said, I want a place where I can meet with people and talk to them about our programs. You know, and that's one seating area has that. And then there were other places where I said, we want to have a cafe. I'm sorry, we want people to be able to come in and, you know, do the laptop thing and, and do this kind of Which thing. Which I do all the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they said, well, we want another place that feels more loungy and more friendly, you know, and has a little more family-friendly sort of elements to it. So that became what we call the ocean couch over in the other end. But all of those things were fun. And each one of those pieces of furniture was picked, you know, handpicked to be that kind of environment in there. So all of those things made it a lot of fun. It's always <laughs> cool to see how much, you know, when you're when you when you're thinking about these things in the process of doing them, you're putting a lot of thought into the tiny little details. Exactly. Like we need these types of chairs because the back is curved and people will be sitting for a while working on or whatever it is. Whatever it is, right. But to see how that all comes together and how they maybe are not 100% recognizable off top. Like, it's not like you walk in like, oh, that's why they got those chairs. (laughs) But it all contributes to the feel of the way everything Mm -hmm. comes together. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun in that way. And the other part was that they're an event center. And they had to maintain a retail location. Right. And they wanted very unique, upscale stuff that they've been known for, and they wanted to get more of that. And so, you know, we worked with a plan that kind of slid that stuff under the stairway, but without touching the stairway so that you could maintain the look of the stairway. Um, There's snap-on doors that make all of that disappear. There's a cart that rolls all of that out of the way into a special storage space when there's a big event. I mean, there was a lot of thoughtful things about how do we maintain each of the different elements of this space, you know, so... um, Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you're an event person, you know, so it was fun. It's like putting together all those little pieces of a puzzle and how are they all going to fit together at certain points. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you've done a lot of different stuff. Is there something in particular that you enjoy or want to do more of? You know, I love producing and I love working with groups like this. I think it would be fun to do more mentoring, sort of speak. Like, to to take all this stuff mm-hmm. and to be able to work with people inside their companies where they maybe have young or inexperienced staff oh. that they want to build into staff. And I've been able to do that a couple of times, but I really enjoy being able to push that forward. And, and having an, a young daughter and a son in the world, it's like, I want to you know, can I give back for them Mm -hmm. so that somebody else is giving to them at the same time? So I'd love to do more things where I get to really do consulting on some of these things too. Um, But I I love the problem solving. Like um, I've done the projects for Artworks, um, the pigs in 2012. Uh Um, 
and once again, collaborative, wonderful thing, working with um, concrete companies. We were at, they were building the casinos, you know, and I went to them and said, can you help us make the slabs for the pigs? And then I said, like, y'all got some extra concrete? Like, what? (laughs) Precisely, you know? And their project manager was like, here, we can help you out. Before I knew it, they were all on board to help us move the pigs around downtown. And, you know, those guys start early in the morning. Right, they do. So when we arrive at 8 or 9 o'clock with pigs, they're like, okay, it's time for coffee break. We can take the pigs downtown now, and we'll come back, you know, that kind of thing. So they were just so much fun to work with. And we got into a few things. Like, I remember we were trying to get a pig through a door. And we, oh. I kind of looked at that and thought, how are we going to do that without taking that pig off that cement? Right. And somehow they figured out how to move it, turn sideways, backwards, and whatever, and got that <laughs> pig in the door. You know? But that's, that's what the- happens when you bring in experts. Right. Too. Like, this is, yeah. you guys know how to, you do, you do this all the time. I have no clue. I'm going to step back. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because we, we tease in the business between all of us that we have a GSD. Let's say get stuff done. Uh, got it. Okay. Degree mm-hmm. for the sake of the interview. Um, <laughs> but those are the kind of people that that have that same degree. Right. You know, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. We're going to get the stuff done. So I really love working with other people like that that are just like, okay, we're figuring this out. Yeah, that definitely sounds like fun. Uh, So one of the things that I've been trying to do lately is to uh, appreciate the small moments in life uh, and appreciate things that maybe don't necessarily seem like huge wins but are still fun. Uh, Like, for instance, yesterday my mom invited me up, invited me, this is in air quotes, this was an order, uh, to help her decorate for Christmas. Uh-huh. So we wound up putting up lights outside and putting up the Christmas tree, which is a pre-lit tree, but not in the way that you buy a tree that already has lights on it, as in the tree is just standing there and the lights are on it from like 10 years before and they just <laughs> haven't been taken off. <laughs> so, yeah. so we like carry the tree upstairs and set it down in the living room and it's like a thousand years old so it's fallen over to one side <laughs> and I'm putting the ornaments on the tree and I'm very particular about the way the ornaments should I be placed see that. you gotta have yeah. balance you know if right, you got a red sure. over here then you need one a little further down you can't have too many all in the same spot that's too much but we just had a grand old time mm-hmm. just like drinking hot cocoa and sure. obviously she always stuffs food down my throat when I'm there because she's mom <laughs> Uh, and decorating the tree and decorating outside and just being silly and giggly and, you know, yeah. getting, getting into the holiday, sure. into the holiday spirit. So that's, that kind of stuff is always fun <laughs> for me. Have yep. you had any moments like that lately? Oh my gosh. Um, I think to me, it's like with the 21 candles event that we just did at the hangar, I think a lot of that was fun where at last minute you could make a change and see something happen. I had always hoped to be able to open the hangar doors behind the stage and then reveal that, and that wasn't going to work for other reasons. And then in the end, you know, two of the staff looked at me at maybe 5 o'clock or so and said, can we leave that big hangar door open over there? And at first I was like... Okay, because my head's turning because I'm got I got to talk to the fire marshal. We got to think about this oh, right. and how you know because right. I'm always telling them everything you do has a ripple. True. So we have to think about the Ooh, ripple. Good way to put it. Yeah. And and so I just said, let me think and let me talk to the fire marshal when he gets here. And so we went through everything together, and he was like, oh. Absolutely, there's no problem. I don't see any problem with what you want to do there. You know, we'll do this and this and this. And I said, fantastic. Um, and so that created that new view that we had and that new patty and whatever. So sometimes the things that are last minute Mm -hmm. can end up being, if you're just open to it, make a huge difference. That's important is being open to, I'm trying to work on that. 
because I'm usually pretty much like, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. But I'm trying to work on being more open to last-minute things that may make something right. better than well, it would have been previously. And I think as long as you, and you have, when you're doing these events, you have this safety mindset always there. So that's always the underpinning of everything. So you know, okay, I've taken care of everybody. Mm. Then you can let loose to let things like that happen. I mean, I've been, we did something at uh, Washington Park one time, and it's kind of got, I looked at the band and they looked at me and they were like, we want to march into the crowd. I mean, it's on stage, it's happening right now, and I'm. Oh, as it's happening? As it's happening. (laughs) Okay. I'm like. Uh, okay, so I ran over and, and we pulled the gate and they took off and it became this beautiful, spontaneous part of the event. But it's part of that kind of watching for opportunities for people to react to mm-hmm. things or to dance and get into a space that they normally wouldn't have been in or um, that takes things over the top for them as a memory. And I was always saying this when I first started this business because there were so many sponsors involved. The uniqueness of doing live events is that you do create an experience. Nothing against television, radio, YouTube, any of that stuff, but you participate in it. It becomes a physical memory for mm-hmm. you of something really special that happened for you. It becomes part it of becomes the story. Part of it, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in mind. <laughs> that it's part of the story, and you have to be flexible to be able to accept that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you have, and I think you have to remember too that a lot of times when you're planning it, you have the vision for what you think it's going to be, how it's going to be, and if you can just let it morph you'll see that it becomes more than you thought it could be mm-hmm. sometimes um, and just letting people flow. And I think that was this particular last event was a lot of fun with that because we had so many interesting characters for people to react to. Yeah. You know, the the drag queens we had were just fun and loved taking pictures and loved being with people. The people that were in the painted costumes yeah. loved interacting and dancing with people. And once again, just lots of memories and you know, that's the thing that we wanted to have for artworks was we're going into the future. It's been 21. It's now, you know, you're kind of coming of age. We're adults now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on oh, the show. Sure. Now, where can people go to find out more about who you are and what you do and what other kind of fun things you have coming up? Um, you could go to JanetHillEvents.com. Uh, um, and find me there. You can find me certainly on LinkedIn with a lot more information. Um, the website is just being developed right now. Um, and I do all sorts of events, as you were talking about. I mean, the other thing that I do is meetings. Um, I've done um, recently small parties for people that have been a lot of fun at the last minute, a week or two out from the actual event where they've called me and said, can you help me? <laughs> and so, you know, having done this for so long, I think that's the advantage I take to some of these things that, yes, you can call me at the last minute or you lost your producer because, you know, they went on leave or something. I can walk into a company or a situation and go, okay, this is where we are. Let's go. And um, I like the challenge. So Okay, perfect. Good to know. You're on the list. You're on the list now. (laughs) And you can find me online. I'm at The Style Sample on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. You can also find episodes of the Creative City Podcast on creativecitypodcast.com. Feel free to sign up for the mailing list to keep up with Cincinnati's community of creatives. And we will see you for season four coming up sometime next year, uh, TBA, when I decide. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being on the show today, Janet. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. See you guys next time. Bye.